Hey everyone, this is Jamie Austin, pastor of Woodlake Church. Thank you so much for listening today. If you'd like to know more about Woodlake, head on over to woodlake.church and enjoy this message. Hey, good morning, Woodlake family. I'm so glad that you are here today. If you're a guest with us, if you're watching online, I know there's several of you still watching online. My name is Jamie Austin, and my wife Jen right here, we pastor this incredible church family, and I'm just pumped to have you here today. Some of you said, the pastor just said pumped. Can he say that? That doesn't sound very theological. I don't know what else to tell you. I'm pumped that you're here, all right? So give all of our guests a huge round of applause. Glad you're here. You're part of the family. Today, we are in week four of our series, Engage, where we've been talking about engaging with the Holy Spirit. What does the word engage mean? To occupy, attract, involved, and the truth is, for a fresh breakthrough in our life, maybe you need a breakthrough in your marriage, a breakthrough in some area, could it be that you and I need a fresh engagement with the Holy Spirit of God, the, the manifest presence of God? Amen? So I, I hope you've enjoyed this series. And again, if you're new with us, we'll, we'll catch you up. The first week, we talked about the fact that the Holy Spirit is someone, not something. Amen? When we talk about the Holy Spirit, we are talking about God himself, right? If you were here the second week, we had Tim Inlow. How many of you enjoyed Tim Inlow? Wasn't that amazing? If you missed it, you can get online and watch that teaching right there. But we talked about the fact that Jesus baptizes in the Holy Spirit, and it is good. Everybody say amen. amen. And if you were here last week, we talked about some of the practicalities of the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit walks with us and helps us walk out this Jesus thing. How many of you need help walking out this Jesus thing? Okay, now if you're a guest with us here today, I just want you to know something. We need the help of the Holy Spirit. And you're amongst people who are real. Nobody here claims to be just absolutely so holy that they are just levitating off the ground. We are people that still need Jesus in our life. Amen? Amen. Okay. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to the book of Acts chapter 2. But before we get there, <laughs> when I was a kid, uh, my dad would, would drive me to school in the morning, right here in Tulsa. And my dad, we, we would be rocking out to the Oasis Network. I found an oasis of love. Y'all know that? <laughs> and we would be driving, and on occasion, my dad would reach up, and he would turn the radio down, and then there would be this pause of any conversation, and it was just long enough to be awkward. But let me tell you what that meant. That meant that that was my father getting ready to address some issue. <laughs> it could be a behavioral issue. Many times it was a behavioral issue. <laughs> but then it would be other times that it would just be life lessons. It would be something that he just wanted to impart to me, something that the family needed to know, you may be sitting there going, okay, Jamie, why are you telling us this story this morning? Mm -hmm. 
we need to have a talk. We're talking about the Holy Spirit. We're still in this series. But we live in a world today that's got a lot of issues. Amen? And I, I want to encourage you. In fact, Jesus said this in John chapter 16. He says, it is true. It is for your good. In fact, go ahead and put that up on the screen. He says, it is for your good that I'm going away. He says, if, if, unless I go away, the advocate, he's talking about the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. That word advocate is a, is a, is a powerful term, and it's descriptive of who the Holy Spirit is. In fact, advocate means a helper, one who advocates, one who comforts, one who encourages. Over the last few weeks, we've been kind of breaking that down. Aren't you thankful that we have a helper? We talked about that last week. Aren't you thankful that we have a, a comforter? Amen? But also one who encourages. And if you are here today, Woodlake family, and if you're guests with us today, you're just a part of the family. It is easy to look at the nightly news and get rattled and, and get shook. And, and maybe you got kids and grandkids and, and you're worried about them and you can see the anxiety building in them. Let me tell you something. If you are a child of God, you and I have a helper, a comforter, and an encourager. And today, although we're having a talk, I want to encourage you through the power of the Holy Spirit here today. No matter what this world throws at us, we are citizens of heaven if you said yes to Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Acts chapter 2. Jesus had ascended into heaven. The apostles and the 120 had, did, had done exactly what Jesus had asked them to do. He said, wait until you've been clothed with power from on high. We see this in Acts chapter 2. and we, we call this where the believers were baptized in the Holy Spirit. If you're familiar with this passage, they began to speak in tongues and uh, cloven tongues of a powerful move of God. And, and, and we still believe that baptism in the Holy Spirit is for believers today. Amen. There was a crowd that began to gather. And there were some people that were sitting there going, these people seem drunk. Then the Bible says that Peter stood up and raised his voice and said, fellow Jews and all who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These men are not drunk as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Everybody say all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. Skip to verse 21. says, and everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Aren't you thankful that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved? What am I trying to say here today? No one in your life is off limits to the power of the cross of Jesus Christ. Amen? Everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. The Holy Spirit in this moment's poured out. And if you are a spirit-filled person, maybe you come from a Pentecostal tradition, sometimes we stop right there without really looking at what took place when the Holy Spirit was poured out. And there are four areas that God engages 
through the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to move quick this morning, but here's the first one. The Holy Spirit engages all races. Amen? He says, I'll pour out my spirit on all people. Whenever there is a move of God, God deals with the walls between people. And racism, listen to me, it's not a new issue. And I find it interesting that it's an issue that Jesus confronted all throughout his ministry. Luke chapter 10, the story of the Good Samaritan. Most people think this is just a love thy neighbor thing, and it's not. An individual is overcome by robbers and thieves, beat half to death. Jesus is talking to Jewish people, religious people, and he begins to explain that there were people that began to come by of the Jewish faith, and they crossed by on the other side, leaving the person to, to die. But a Samaritan comes by. Samaritans were considered half-breeds. They were half-Jews, half-Samarian, and, and they were considered unclean by, by Jewish people. But Jesus used the fact, used the story to say a Samaritan was the only one who acted like they were supposed to. And understand, when Jesus told this story in the New Testament, it was scandalous. I mean, people would have clutched their pearls. Ah! A Samaritan. Go to the book of John. Jesus specifically goes to Samaria, sits by a well, and a Samaritan woman comes. If you're familiar with that story, there's all sorts of things wrong with that one. But what was Jesus trying to do? He was confronting the divide between people. Does that make sense? I want to be very, very direct here today. Racism is real. And we need a move of the Holy Spirit to deal with it. Legislation will never take care of it. The government, oh, lean in, people of God, will never be the answer. So stop posting about it. <laughs> this will fix it. God is the answer, not government. Are you with me here today? And what am I challenging the Woodlake family with this? And if you're a guest, you're just a part of the family. So listen to me. We're having a family meeting this morning. We need a fresh move of the Holy Spirit, not so you and I can walk out of here and say, we had church today. No, we need a, that would be nice. But listen, we need a fresh move of the Holy Spirit to work on us. I'm going to give you an example. Acts chapter 10. That's seven years after Acts chapter 2. Seven years had taken place after what we call an outpouring of the Holy Spirit of God. And this message of Christ was still mainly relegated to Jewish people only. Seven years. If you're familiar with the story, Acts chapter 10, Peter's up on a roof. He's getting hungry, like some of you are now. And he's praying. Bible says he kind of fell into a trance and he had a vision from heaven of a sheep being let down. Some of you are familiar with this story and there's all sorts of animals that are on the sheet. Some considered clean, some considers, considered un unclean. And, and, and God says to Peter through this vision, rise, kill, and eat. 
people. Sorry for vegans. It's not biblical. I'm just kidding. Don't quote me. That's in the book of Jamie, not this book. Okay, sorry. We're in a fast. I need a Big Mac. No, um, Peter has this visceral response because he's a good Jewish person. He would never eat anything that's not on the dietary plan. And he says, Lord, no, I, I, I'm not going to do this. The Bible says it happened multiple times until finally God intervenes and speaks to Peter, do not call anything impure that God has made clean. Ultimately, what God was trying to do was to dislodge the religiosity out of Peter and says, listen, do what I've called you to do. Seven years later, and you're still talking to your own kind. Seven years later, and you still won't step outside of what happened in Acts chapter 2. If you're familiar with the story, some men showed up from a house that was owned by Cornelius, a Roman centurion, a Gentile. And they said, they're having visions and dreams, and we're supposed to come get you to come talk to us. And Peter said, I, I don't know about this. If you're familiar with the story, he goes to the house of the Roman centurion, and, and Peter says, listen, you're Gentiles, I'm a Jew, I don't know if this is good or not, but I'm going to tell you about Jesus. The Bible says that Peter began to unpack the cross of Jesus Christ, his forgiveness, his grace, his mercy, oh, the love of Almighty God that nobody's off limits. And in the midst of his sermon, the Holy Spirit falls. They begin to speak in tongues. Come on, somebody. They didn't even wait for an altar call. It, it rocked everybody so much so that the apostles had to come and verify it. And Scripture says they were astonished. You mean God kept his word? That this all people thing is for real? The answer is yes. Woodlake family, I want to tell you right now. We need to be the people of God, full of the Holy Spirit of God. That's why we talk about the Holy Spirit. That's why we need the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Because if I don't have the Holy Spirit, then I'm on this constant hunt for comfort. I want to look for people that look like me and act like me and talk like me. Comfort kills the church. May Woodlake be a place where we are comfortable with discomfort God bring them in help us to bring them in amen how do we do that just because we really try hard when the Holy Spirit is active in the church these things just happen amen Woodlake family I want to encourage you with this never on a Sunday will you come here to some cleverly scheduled service we surrender the order of service to God himself and pray for an interruption every week. Pastor Brandon will tell you this. Part of our prayer for Sundays is, God, help us to stay out of your way. It's about your kingdom, not our kingdom. Parents, let me tell you something. On a Wednesday night, you may walk in and say, but there's some kids there that I don't know about them. Thank God. Hello? Hello? But some of those kids have problems. So do you. <laughs> We're going to have kids in kids' church at all of our locations that will speak in an unknown tongue. <laughs> On occasion, your kids might learn a word from another kid. Why? 
Because the church is not supposed to be this little cookie-cutter, pristine, uh, safe little place where we just come and huddle down and just pray for the Lord to return. No! We are the church of Jesus Christ. And church gets exciting when people who are lost become found. Amen? Amen. It gets boring if it's all nice and pretty. Y'all with me? Okay, let me give you some history. 1906 to 1915, an incredible revival broke out known as the Azusa Street Revival. Okay, the Assemblies of God, which we are part of that fellowship, have our roots right here. An African-American preacher by the name of William J. Seymour moved to Los Angeles to take the message of the gospel and the the Pentecostal uh, message to a place believing for a move of God. And in a house initially, in a prayer meeting on Bonnie Bray Street, it was recorded that suddenly, though hit by a bolt of lightning, they were knocked from their chairs to the floor, and the men began to speak in tongues and began to shout loud and praising God. It spilled into the house, uh, it spilled into the abandoned building on Azusa Street, and people came by the hundreds to this little building right here with nothing but a sawdust dirt floor. People from all nations began to come and come to Christ. People got saved, baptized in the Holy Spirit. And one historian noted this way, that the color line was washed away by the blood. Amen. Now listen, you say, Jamie, why are you talking to me about this? I don't have a problem. You probably don't. When I was in the eighth grade, I was playing in a baseball game at Johnson Park here in Tulsa. Some of you know where that's at. And I struck out four times in one game. My dad walked up to me and said, son, you got a problem. I'm like, tell me something I don't know. But what are we going to do about that? No, no. He says, listen, I I think there's something wrong with your eyes. So next morning we get up, we go to the optometrist, and they sit down, they do that battery of tests. How many of you know what I'm talking about? They do the puff of wind in your eye. You know that? They're like, okay, it's going to be a slight puff puff of wind. Just relax. And you think you're going to relax, and they do it, and it's like... (laughs) But I'll never forget, they sit me down in the chair... And then they put this thing on my, my face where they have all the different prescriptions and lenses. And they begin to say, look at the, the letters on the wall. And they begin to, you know what I'm talking about? This is sign language for eye doctor. I don't know. <laughs> and they begin to click, click all the different. How many of you have been to the eye doctor? Okay, okay, okay. They begin to click all the different lenses. And as they begin to fine tune it, all of a sudden... They brought it in, and I had clear vision. And then they gave me those cool 1980-something glasses. Don't you? I wish that I still had those glasses. They're coming back into style, right? (laughs) And I remember putting the glasses on, and I could see. I mean, a whole new world. I mean, it's one of those. But you know what the reality is? I didn't realize, I didn't realize I was blind. I didn't realize it. What am I trying to say here today? Believers, 
allow the Holy Spirit to sit you down. Oh, God. And help me see things for what they are. And quit assuming that I'm okay. And quit assuming that I have it all together. And quit assuming that I have all the answers. Listen, none of us mature past to the point that we don't still need the Lord's help. Y'all with me? Unless your name is Jesus and ends with Christ. We still need a move of God. Amen? Holy Spirit engages all races. Holy Spirit engages men and women. He says, your sons and your daughters will prophesy. This word prophesy in the original language, it it has to do with inspired utterances. It's not simply, um, uh, let let me say it this way. Uh, men and women, men and women. For, for a long time, we thought men have this gifting and women have this gifting. I love that when the Holy Spirit was poured out, as it said in the prophet Joel, and again, we see it in the book of Acts, and let me tell you something, even in today's church, women, you are not relegated to the kitchen. And I say that with all seriousness. And I think the church maybe has done a great disservice. They begin to prophesy. Spirit-inspired utterances. You say, Jamie, are you sure about this? Well, check this out. In 1919, the Spanish influenza had gripped this country. Amy Simple McPherson was slated to have a crusade right here in Tulsa. Historians tell us that this Tulsa area was on quarantine in lockdown. So as she almost canceled the crusade, she felt like the Lord said, come by faith. History records that the day she set foot in Tulsa, the quarantine lifted. She preached. Countless people came to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Look it up in the history books right here in Tulsa at the old convention center. Ministries and missionaries were birthed and sent out all over in a one Woodlake Assembly of God. By the way, that's the church you're sitting in today. Was birthed out of revival from an anointed, spirit-filled woman of God. Are you with me here today? I'm about to get my preach on. Ladies and men. When the Holy Spirit is poured out, we are all equally gifted. Hello? Well, I I can't speak like that person. I can't sing like that person. I can't work with kids like that person. Don't tell me to change a diaper. Come on, somebody. Let me tell you something. At the foot of the cross, the playing field was leveled. Amen? So he dealt with the races. He engaged all races. He engaged men and women. He engaged all ages. Check this out. In the last days, God says, your young men will see visions, your old men will dream dreams. This word dreams in the original language simply means this. It means divine communication, supernatural communication from God. Do you know what I love about this? If you're here today and you consider yourself someone who's... um, more mature, elder, listen to me. Nowhere in scriptures does it say that God stops talking to you. 
I want to show you something. First Kings chapter 12, verse 8. Rehoboam, the young king, dumb king. <laughs> Scripture says he rejected the vice of the elders that they gave him and consulted the young men who had grown up with him and were serving him. He rejected the vice of his elders. Elders, that word in the Hebrew literally defined means this. You ready? Old person. <laughs> if you're here today and you consider yourself a senior, we need you. We need you. In fact, if you're searching for a church, be careful of a church that says we're only going to reach this age group. Are you with me? God is still talking. Elderly, are you still listening? Here's the last thing. He engages all races, he engages men and women, he engages all ages, but he also engages the rich and the poor. Verse 18, even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit into those days and they will prophesy. When he was dealing with that issue, he was talking about socioeconomic differences. And Peter stood up and Peter wasn't the sharpest tool in the shed, but he recognized God's doing exactly what he said he would do. God has never sidelined anyone because of the size of their bank account. In fact, listen to me, I think sometimes we forget that God doesn't keep score like we keep score. That's why he can look at a widow and say she gave more than everybody else. Historian Vance Havner said this way, the early church had none of the things that we think are so essential for success, buildings, money, political influence, social status, and yet the church won multitudes to Christ and saw many churches established throughout the Roman world. Why? Because the church had the power of the Spirit energizing its ministry. They were people who were ignited by the Spirit of God. Woodlake family, we still need to be ignited by the Spirit of God. Otherwise, we're just playing church. I don't know about you. I got better things to do than play church. We still need the Holy Spirit, don't we? Without the Holy Spirit, all this is just talk. When I was growing up, I can remember trying out in high school for a team. And <laughs> I can remember the coach was brand new. gym we're having the, the meeting and there's probably 50 of us trying out and he walks out with the uniforms nothing said he 
lays each one out. And there was only 14 uniforms. And then he said this. <laughs> you can see there's only 14 uniforms. And said this, by the end of the week, some of you will not be in here. Because there's not enough to go around. Maybe you're here today, and within the family of God, you felt as if there's no room for you. You felt as if there's not enough to go around. Can I encourage you? In the kingdom of God, there is plenty of room. Come on, somebody. And when he poured out his spirit on all flesh, he began to deal with the walls and the lines and the insecurities amongst people. But at the cross, the ground is level. And I want to encourage you here today. God has a plan and a purpose for your life. And the only person who has sidelined you is you. We need a fresh move of the Holy Spirit in our life. Amen. Maybe this morning you're saying, well, this has been a good talk, Pastor. But maybe as you've been here this morning, maybe you've been watching online, you have said, I, I need Jesus. The main function of the Holy Spirit is to reveal Jesus to you. And maybe as we've been talking this morning, you said, you know what? I need this. I, I, I need to quit playing religious games. I, I need to quit just dabbling in this Jesus thing. I need to quit trying to put up a facade and make my spouse happy. You'd be honest today and say, you know what? I need Jesus. Can I tell you something here today? God loves you and there is nothing you can do about it. The word says that God loved us so much he gave his only son, Jesus Christ, to pay my penalty and your penalty once and for all, for all of our sins, all of our mistakes. And the Bible says it, Peter said it, and whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. My question to you today is this, do you need to be saved? Do you need a relationship with the Lord? you to bow your heads and close your eyes and if you're watching online pastor mike is right there ready to pray with you but i gotta ask this question if you're with us today and you'd say jamie i need the lord i need to be forgiven of sin i need to be made new today i need to move from just simple religion to an actual relationship with god through jesus christ and if you're with us today you say jamie that's me i need to say yes to jesus i need to be forgiven of my sin invite you to say yes to Jesus. Again, if you're online, there's somebody there ready to pray with you. If you say, Jamie, I'm going to leave here today knowing that I'm forgiven and a child of God. Here we go. One, two, three. That's me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? Amen. Amen. If you're online, Pastor Mike is right there. Just let him know. Amen. I want to invite you to pray with me here today. And if you're a guest, if you'll just let me be your pastor for a few seconds. We're going to lead everybody in what we call a, a sinner's prayer, just simply saying yes to Jesus. Would everybody just repeat this after me? Everyone say, dear Jesus, you are the Son of God. You died for me, for my sin, in my place. Come into my life. Forgive me. 
and make me new. And from this day forward, with your help, I'm all yours. In your name I pray.